Yo, thank you for tuning in to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today we got an amazing one, my man Hector Bravo, second trip around. We're talking leadership, developing his men, and just really growing, being on this amazing level around with amazing people. Hector's going to fucking blow your fucking mind with some of the shit he's dropping today, these knowledge bombs. This is a fire episode. You guys are going to want to stick around and just listen. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you want to win, you got to recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left. If you haven't already, go to thewinnersparadigm.com, go to the show notes, subscribe to our newsletter. It's the only way you're going to be able to know about Alpha Influence Media, how to be able to build dominating podcasts, how to be able to recalibrate mindset so you can achieve your definition of success. Leave a five-star rating and review. That way we can tell everybody around how fucking good this podcast is. If you're into CBD, you need to be able to heal, go to myfitlife.net. Type in TDOP20 for 20% off. Last thing, if you really want to fucking win, you got to get around a tribe of winners. Go sign up for our Facebook group, The Winners Recalibration. I appreciate y'all. I love doing this shit. The only way we can do it is by sticking together. So it's all about your community and changing for your people. Y'all got the shit. Right when you were starting to blow up, brother. So it was fucking awesome seeing the growth. And like we were just talking about before we started looking at our old shit and being like, bro, our shit's so much better now. So welcome back, brother. Just wanted to catch up with you, see what kind of cool shit you have going on before we jump into leadership today. Okay, cool, cool, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. And man, you're right, bro. You reminded me of the beginning. That was seven months ago. That was the beginning, beginning. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was blowing up, man. I was just getting fucking started. You had a lot back then, brother. You were pushing out fucking videos like crazy. And that's honestly, you're right. one of the reasons why I started putting more TikTok videos out there and then started trying to put like two, three a day because I was seeing how much volume you were doing. And I was like, bro, every fucking time I'm on TikTok, I see this dude and I'm watching his videos. So I'm like, it's just, that's the algorithm right there. Yeah, consistency. Hell yeah, brother. So from seven months ago to now, like before we started, I was saying I had to change completely as a man and get fucking better. What are some things that you put in place in the personal side and the business side that's allowed you just to elevate within that time frame? As far as like a man goes and my own personal development, dude, you have to understand, I already had all that shit down the fucking waking up at three in the morning. And I'm talking about I had been doing this for 15 plus years, 20 plus years, man. I was going through some pictures. It, it saves it on the iPhone. And bro, you see me right there posting selfies in the garage, looking all skinny and shit. But like, I was hitting it back in the day, dude, just the same. My habits had been good. My diet, what do you want to say? 90% clean and then 10% whatever shitty. Consistency, yeah, bro, of like, that that had already been there. What I had to incorporate the whole business entrepreneurship because that was all foreign to me, bro. That that was all foreign. So that's new and it's still learning, bro. I don't know if I'll ever learn this shit. Oh yeah, brother. And uh, that's powerful. 
I love, that's why I love asking that. And I wanted to ask that question because I knew you've been doing it. And that's why I laughed too. Cause like I told you, I got a fitness coach and we're talking mindset and everything. And uh, one thing I won't fucking take advice from, honestly, I hate it. I don't want to take your fitness advice. Like I can build my own workout program. My problem is the fucking nutrition. I don't give a single fuck. I'll eat fucking tripa. Like I was doing so good, bro. And then we went back home. I got a tripa burrito and I got sick as fuck. Damn. And I was mad because I was like, this shit was so good. I threw it all up. And it yeah. was like, cool. I shouldn't be eating fried shit. I shouldn't be eating that anyway. But having that community has been awesome for me. Because like I said, before it was either being around people that had one thing missing out myself doing the same exact thing and then getting upset like why are these results different i fucking work out every single day but i eat like shit you know what i mean i'm right. 60 40 or now i'm like 95 5 i have like one bad meal I'm mm. proud of myself because you can definitely keep inventory and know exactly what you're doing facts facts bro and something that i had learned along the way maybe midway was you don't have to overcomplicate things. Like I didn't have to, I was overcomplicating things. Like people show diets or fancy little meals. They got the broccoli with the little salmon. Your boy ain't going to be in the fucking backyard grilling salmon, bro. As simple as getting canned, canned chicken and uh, canned green beans. Boom. Right there. Hey, yeah, it does look good. As far as taste, you could do whatever you want with it, but uh, <laughs> it's all going down the hatch. Bro, I ran into that yesterday because I've been my wife's been gone for about six days. She went to go visit family and I've been working out three, four times. So I'm burning fucking ton. And right now I'm supposed to be like 2,900 calories, but I work out so much. I need to eat about 4,000 a day. Yeah. And fucking yesterday. I ran into that problem. I was like, fuck, bro, I need to eat. I need to eat. And it was just like, this is where I'd fuck up and get McDonald's or right. go get something else real fucking quick. Go get Taco Bell. And I just fucking sat there. I went through the cupboard. I seen like tuna packets. I got three of them. And then the good thing I did is like on Saturday, I bought a rotisserie chicken. So mm. I had the chicken there. So I just fucking pull it, start eating it. And then I look and I eat 128 grams of protein at one time. And I was like, cool, because there was one day I couldn't eat 1900 calories. Like my body just was not fucking right. keeping it in. So I was like, man, you have to figure it out a different way. And for me, it was just doing the small things. So I love that you said that, brother. Those fucking rotisserie chickens are fire, bro. You just rip off a leg during the day and just, yeah. Fucking Costco, bro. Yeah. That's that one. And then Vons has like the Vons. I like getting that one because they got the fuck was it the lemon pepper and all the different kinds and shit. Yeah. So my wife I, don't I, my wife don't be liking the lemon pepper for some odd reason. So I gotta get the traditional, man. Yeah, no, we got the traditional. We fucking I'm terrible, bro. So when we first got our, our Doberman, we were at our first house or apartment and she fucking ran away. That was after I got knee surgery. So she ran away like 45 minutes. Within having her, we literally went for a walk, came back home. She ran away. So I'm fucking after knee surgery, running as fast as I can to catch this dog and shit. And they told us to get rotisserie shit, chicken. My ass gets the fucking lemon pepper one, not thinking about it because I didn't know back then. And then she's like, you can't give this to the dog. So I had to go back. <laughs> I ate the whole fucking lemon pepper on my own. Hell yeah. I'm all happy. You know what I mean? Just with my yeah. chicken and shit, just fucking eating. That's what's up, dude. Hell yeah, brother. We talked on that on since then doing all those habits. For you, what's it been like as well, getting in different tribes, elevating your crowd? I know you went to Mansion Mastermind. What was that like just to be around a different tribe and focusing on yourself of that energy that you have around you, brother? Yeah, bro. I actually invested in myself, man. That's what I think a lot of people fail to realize. And uh, yeah, I forked over freaking 10 grand, 10 grand to go to Wes's thing and simply to surround myself with those high level individuals and uh, see how they get down right see what their daily habits like what they're how they're making it happen 
that was like a three-day event dude that shit was fucking badass yeah not only was he there but there was other like-minded individuals probably like a total of 10 from all over from like florida new york and uh, there's something to be said when you surround yourself with like high intensity individuals like people that are fucking pushing it people that normally wake up at three in the morning 245 like normal right they're not complaining oh i'm tired oh i'm groggy oh i'm hungover neither bro they're up their laptops are open they're fucking working and that's the same with me too workout routine everybody's chiseled bro everybody's on swole status it was just i'm not gonna say fine tuning because i don't know all the the marketing the sales the branding although the branding i'm pretty getting down pretty good but yeah there's so many different layers to this and uh it's almost as similar as to when I hang around my army brothers, bro, I fucking feel unstoppable, invincible. Like when I fucking hang around my army brothers, ain't nobody can stop us, bro. And uh, yeah, lately I've just been surrounding myself with, they say your network is your network. And uh, yeah, dude, pushing it. Hell yeah, bro. I'm the same fucking way. And then that's why I see it too. You know what I mean? I think that's why it works out even better with some of them, even though backgrounds are different or I love your story, brother, where you're a correction officer. And then it's like people who went to prison and you guys are talking and it's like the habits, fucking everything so is locked me, the fuck in. Let me speak on that real quick. Yeah. Like Wes, bro, he was incarcerated. Right. But I'm not a fucking small minded individual, man. I'm not a dumb motherfucker, bro. If I see a millionaire, a millionaire, they're not doing it the wrong way. They're not slanging dope. They're not pushing weapons across the border. Nothing crazy. I don't give a fuck, bro. If if you were like a monk up in the mountains, the motherfucker better teach me how the fuck you're doing that, right? There's a lot of people where their own barriers, their own mind. Hey, now that dude was an inmate before. That dude's a criminal. I will. I'm not talking to that guy. Go ahead, stay broke. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Nah, I get you 100%. I actually, I said some crazy shit the other day, but it was. It was just regarding that type deal. I was saying for me, I'm not going to listen to it because I heard like domestic violence shit. And I was like, if you beat women or children, I'm not fucking listening to you. I don't give a fuck how much money you make. You know what I mean? Because that's a different story. But uh, I love the way that you said that, brother. And that's what's fucking awesome. It's just yeah. that community aspect. And uh, like you were saying, when you're with your army brothers, you pull them all together or whatever. I had the same thing. I was one of those leaders. Every, I pulled everybody in. So it was like, no matter if we're hanging out back then, partying now, don't do that shit at all. It's been awesome because it's like, they still lean on you. And when you're with them, it's different because we're so used to, I'm so used to just watching what I'm saying around certain people because they're going to be, they're in this box, the smaller box, and then we're in the big box. So when they ask us about our fucking goals and they're like, oh, what do you want? Are you going to think about a new car? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just waiting until I get a Rolls Royce. And they just fucking look at me. What did you just say? You don't need that car. And it's just, hey, you got to be around those fucking killers because when you're around them, it's game changing. My, uh, my own, it, you would, what was shocking to me, bro, is the proximity of the people close to me that are going to, that would affect me. Like my own mom, bro, my own mother. Fuck, dude. Like you said, and this is not knocking anybody. Like you said, it, it's just that they haven't been expanded. They haven't been exposed. They're not on that level. There's fucking levels to this shit. And uh, I recently bought a Benz, bro. Oh, you see me been posting it on the gram. Fuck. I yeah. never had a, I never had a Benz before, bro. And I'm like, I'm not even going to. Fucking, hopefully my mom don't see this shit because I don't even want to ask her to tell me how much the payments are. But uh, who gives a fuck? And it's not even about the payments because I'll tell you the truth, that shit's paid off. But I don't want to hear it. Homie, I love that you fucking said that. And that's why I wanted to interview you in person too to see it because me and you come from the same mindset. You're from Brawley. I'm from yep. Fresno. Everybody has that closed mindset. Honestly, 
I'll tell it straight out. And I may seem like a fucking asshole, but I'd rather be the asshole than a bitch and lie about shit. Yesterday was my mom's birthday. My mom, we have not text because just a bunch of shit. She was talking shit on my wife and yeah. I checked her ass and she still wanted to point the fucking finger. And I was just like, it's not my problem that you sit on the fucking couch being fat as fuck and you don't do anything. And I was like, the difference with me was when I was in high school, I was hustling, trying to figure out money, selling fucking going to people who are smoking weed to make money to buy chips or keep myself fed. Like I was no stupid motherfucker. So even now I got a family. I wake up at three. Like I'm not going to be around this dumb shit. So she was just like, she texted me. And we don't talk because of those factors. So she was just like, I said, happy birthday, just like she did on my birthday. And then she was like, thanks, mijo, I love you. And I didn't respond with, I love you. The reason why I didn't do that, and that's why I say you can say I'm an asshole or not, because love isn't something that's conditional to where we just say the fucking word. If you love somebody, you fucking mean it. You fucking be there. She never once asked to see my kids. She never once asked to come over here. I want nothing to fucking do with you. You know what I mean? I bought yeah. my own house thinking that my family's going to be happy that I bought a house. Nothing. And then at the same time, I actually talked to my dad a week ago for the first time in a year and a half, not really wanting that relationship, to be honest, after that call. But uh, homeboy was drunk the whole time telling me he's doing the fucking work. And you could see his shit face because his eyes are like this. Yeah. And uh, I get like that. And I was just like, how are you going to be lying to people that you're doing the fucking work if you're not doing the work? And secondly, you can't bullshit a bullshitter or come to an alcoholic and tell them that, hey, I'm not drinking anymore because right. we do the same fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. And that's not like knocking us, man. That's just like for me. And I'm pretty sure you're the same way. It's like I'm heavily influenced by my mom. You know what I mean? Her words matter. So she's over here telling me this kind of this and that and the other. I'm like, what the, that fucking throws me off my game, bro. That throws me off my program. No, I notice I'm the same way. Definitely now when I'm talking about my inner voice, because, and I brought up a story the other day that kind of clicked for me on why I'm like that. But when I was in seventh grade, I used to get in just fucking trouble all the time, just being a fucking bonehead. And I was in front of the principal thinking I was in trouble. And he's like, hey, your mom called me. I know you can't afford the $13 to go to a trip. And I was so fucking mad. Fuck you, dude. I, I'm not broke, bitch. And he like looked yeah. at me and I'm like, I got $13. I can go stand at the corner and make $13. I was just yeah. mad about the $13. And I just remember like, even at Christmas time, they buy me an Xbox, buy me a PS3. And I'm like, why are we getting this? I know we don't have money. I just want a gym membership. I didn't. I worked at, I just worked out at school. Actually, my mentor, the guy that I looked to as a father, my wrestling coach that was a correctional officer that ended up almost getting shot by my stepdad that was my guy like me and him were at the gym at the gym at school all the fucking time and it was like those small things but now thinking about that mindset it's like it's hard for me to be around my mom because she has excuses i can't do it it's hard there's money like bro just get to fucking work and for me i just remember as a kid she would always give me the reasons why i can achieve something and then here goes me telling myself the same shit Oh, I can't do it. It's going to be hard. Whatever. I was that kid that was like, hey, mom, what do you want to be when you grow up? She's like, I'm a marine biologist, but school's difficult. So I just remember going through college and I'm like, I fucking hate this shit, but I'm going to get it done because the last thing I want to do was be with my kids and be like, I couldn't do this because of X, Y, and Z. Don't get me wrong. I got a fucking easy degree, but at the same time, you're fucking called to do something. You got to do it. Yeah, dude. Not only barriers like, yeah, shit's hard, bro. Shit is fucking hard, dude. Challenges, obstacles, man. They're, we're gonna hit these ruts. We're gonna hit these walls, bro. But I'm the type of dude like, all right, man, I'm fucking hitting a wall here. I got to figure out another way. Improvise, overcome, and adapt, dude. And that's that military mindset. And that's why I love, especially when you're talking about when you're a correctional officer and you're like basically in charge of the whole prison, doing all this shit because they're tasking you more and more to do. I was my own boss at 19, the Marine Corps, to where my boss did me dirty. Actually, I'm glad I didn't go to Hawaii because I probably would just got in more fucking trouble because yeah. they're more old school mentality screaming right. at you. 
And I knew I would have just popped off at the wrong time again. But they ended up leaving, going to Hawaii. I become my own boss. And it was like a fuck. That shit sucked because it no longer was working the nine to five type deal in the military. It was fucking four, four o'clock in the morning running PT. Then you're going to go to your room for 30 minutes. Then you can go to fucking work. You're lucky. I'll eat my breakfast, egg whites, whatever. I'm lucky I ate lunch because I'm working through it. And then I'm at work till fucking 7, 9 p.m. Then doing my college homework. And it was just like all the billets they give you because you're fucking good at your job. And it was just getting to that point where I was like, man, all that keeps happening is fucking me doing all these things to where I really didn't find out for myself. And then after started going through all the trauma, processing the pain, whatever, brother. So we'll leave that to the next question. For you, I know you're a high achiever. And like you said, you like being around intense individuals who bring the best out of you. What's it been like for you since you're going through all these things when you're being motivated and then also healing that trauma at the same time? Because I know that shit's popped up at some times where you're like, you know what? I didn't think this was something that was maybe holding me back or something I didn't process. The healing of the trauma goes hand to hand what I'm doing. For instance, every morning when I make a YouTube video and I discuss my experiences, that is healing to me. Not only is that healing, but that's also giving back service work. The 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 step is service. So people that are struggling, this is me sharing my experience, strength and hope. Hey, man, there's a fucking way. There's an answer. There is help. You know what I mean? You just got to reach out and go for it. So the trauma help working on that and doing what I'm doing, they're going hand in hand, bro. That's why that's why I'm loving this shit. What do they say? Fucking find a job you like and you never have to work a day in your life. This is it, bro. And like, I get paid to work out, talk about the prison experiences and help other people. What the fuck? Bro, I feel you the same fucking way because that's how this podcast is for me is therapy. Just like before, I was telling you my personal shit and be like, hey, man, I had to do all these things since the last time. And that's why I'm different now is because of this. But at the same time, it's awesome because like, for instance, I was talking to a buddy last Friday and this is where, like I said, I was unsure about the business. I'm building the podcast production agency. It took fucking time and I didn't know. And I talked to my buddy and I'm like, hey man, could I sell for you? And he's just like, oh, you watch your kids. It looks like your best option is just to go all in on your business. And I was like, you're a good fucking friend for telling me that versus being like, hey man, we're going to get you through the door. And then just being hounding me for not doing what he wanted. So it was awesome doing that. And at that same time, I was like, I'm going to go all in on me again and just redefine that purpose. I know I'm all in on the fitness side, but I need to go on the business. So I start doing that. All of a sudden, one of my buddies, our sponsor for the podcast, My Fit Life, the owner of that company, Al, hit me up. Hey, man, I want to talk. He's like, I actually have a marketing company. We start talking about building a website. He's doing all this shit for me now. So it was like, if I would have just turned my mind off and be like, ah, oh, fuck it, that would have been an opportunity I didn't have. And then at the same time, was able to get a client within the same week. Fuck yeah. I was like, how am I going to be able to afford joining a new mastermind that I started and not knowing, hey, how am I going to be in this new community? Right. If you fucking put yourself in the position to do those things, you're going to be able to accomplish that to get to where you need to be. That's where a lot of people, that's where a lot of people get stuck, bro. They're not willing to pay and they're not willing to put in the work to elevate to that next level. Nothing's fucking free, bro. Like you're either going to grow or you're not. And that's that. But the last thing is, and I used to have this mindset too. Oh, millionaires are only millionaires because they were born that way. They were born into wealth. They're lucky. Nah, man, look at all. It's 2023, bro. And to tell you the truth, a million dollars is not a lot of money at all these days. No, after I was talking to Mo today, homeboy was talking about making a million a month. I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's normal, bro. But two, I think it's that small, just like we said, the small minded mindset from the small towns we're from, like. 
that's it. Even now, bro, I hate going to Fresno because that shit's reactionary. And I just used to get in dumb shit. I didn't know lingo. So my dad told me to call this dude a fucking buster one time. He told me what Buster was. I didn't know what that meant. So I called some bulldog a Buster. Almost oh, man. Seventh grade. Yeah, bro. You would have got yeah. killed. Yeah, bro. And I didn't know what that meant because I didn't fucking hang out with people like that until I got older and started surrounding my all my friends doing dumb shit. So it was like, it was funny because all those things led to it. So even now, like I'm there, heads on a fucking swivel. And it's just, you don't need to be that way just to keep yourself protected, keep your family protected. Right. You can be able to move out of your environment change things like you said millionaires aren't bad people and that was one thing i used to hear all the time my mom said even though which didn't make sense because my stepdad was fucking far she didn't like illegals even though our fucking family's from mexico yeah i was just like sitting there all the time as a kid questioning these things being like this shit doesn't make sense to me even uh, even trump bro without diving into politics just straight everybody was up in arms about him not paying taxes you know how many of the rich do not pay taxes, bro, and they're doing it legally? And it's like, nobody teaches you this shit, bro. But once I see how tax write-offs that I see all these different assets, and I, I'm, I had to explain to my own wife, she, that, that doesn't sound right, that we're not paying taxes. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> she sees it now. You know what I mean? <laughs> they see it now. It's not just small town mentality, bro. It's being indoctrinated into a certain belief system in your whole educational, from grade zero to grade fucking 12. They teach you, go to work. Get a job that you don't fucking shut the fuck up, make money for big government, pay your taxes, and then die. Bro, that's, I literally failed college papers for that reason. Yeah. Because I was talking about the Marine Corps and how shit actually works. And there was one, like, my fucking degree is on how to be a supervisor for business management, minor in entrepreneurship. So I would fucking piss these professors off. Because they would be talking to them like, in the real world, that's not going to work. Like, how are you going to counsel this fucking person for this, bro? In the real world, I'm going to sit them down once. Hey, brother, this is what you need to do. Or excuse me, sit them down. Hey, brother, this is what you're doing. I want to commend you for that. Secondly, I think there's some areas we can touch up on. Let's do this because it's going to help you be so much better. And it was like, why? And they're like, why? Why did you come to that conclusion? Bro, I had one Marine that would fucking throw fists on you and start swinging. Facts. If you fucking raise your voice at him. Facts. So you, I learned pretty damn quick after me and him went outside. This isn't <laughs> the old core where we go behind the tree. So right. I can't do that because I'm going to fucking lose rank and go out of there. So, yeah, they didn't like that. They would fucking give me an F on a paper because I would just tell them my fucking mind. And that's honestly why I didn't get a master's or I was supposed to go to USC to get a doctorate. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking do that at this time. Because how did they want you? How did they, how did they want you to teach somebody like that? Exactly. So it was just one of those things for me. And that's why groups or even I was, I would say too, the cool thing about that was I was going through all my shit throughout that time period. Kind of like now, bro, I'm growing up my hair. I'm gonna go to get some braids. And that was something I never did because growing up, my stepdad would be like, you're a fucking hoodlum. You look one way, you act one way. I'm like, no, I'm the reflection of you. Yes. You know what I mean? You dress, you sag your pants, do whatever. You're a target. You know what I mean? The cops are going to look at you a little differently and be like, hey, this dude looks sus. What the fuck's he's doing? But at the same time, I know how to talk to people. I know how to hold myself. So it shouldn't fucking matter what I look like if I become that man who can be able to communicate with everybody and has that power to do. So for me, growing up, my hair has been fucking awesome because I've been learning about that. And it's, bro, if it really was up to me, I'd just be bald all the time. But it was like, I needed to see that part of, bro, this shit doesn't fucking matter. Like, what the fuck are they going to tell me? Oh, bro, your hair looks nappy. Okay, let me go fucking pick my shit out. I'm going to braid it up. What are you going to say that's really going to stop me from getting to my goal? 
Yeah, you want your braids, bro? Fucking get your braids. Same with my hand tattoo, man. I was in the prison system. As a professional, I had that old school mentality. You're supposed to be clean cut and no no tattoos. And when I left, I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted this. I've always wanted this. And I just did it. You know what I mean? And people are looking at me like, you didn't ask your wife? You didn't? I'm like, fuck, man. That's now I do what I want when I want. You know what I mean? But oh, within yeah. but within respectable boundaries. I'm not going around disrespecting people. No, 100%, bro. And uh, actually, you changed my mind about that. Once I seen your hand tattoo, and then you were talking about why you got it. And yeah. whatever, I was like, bro, because yeah, business is moving now. So my first 10K month, I'm going to get my fucking Winter's Paradigm Gorilla on my hand. Yeah. And it was something where I was just like, I told my wife I'm going to do it. And she was just like, are you sure? And I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Like, even if the worst comes to the worst and I have to work a job and they're hating about my tattoos, like, then I shouldn't fucking work there. Because why am I going to be explaining why I have to like, shut the fuck up, dude. It does not matter what I, if I have tattoos or not and how I can be competent to do my job. So when I left the prison, I got into a couple jobs just to sub substitute that pay. And bro, that was not an issue. That was a zero issue. Fuck, bro. I was a, I'm. I, when they see the resume and they hear me talk, it's like they don't give a fuck about nothing other than, hey, we want this guy for the job. No, 100%. And that was one of the things for me, but I would say to the tattoos I do have. And that was, I got my right here for my grandpa that passed away. He was big Rolling Stones guy. So I got it for him. And it was like the job didn't care, but it was funny. It was this one hood dude from fucking skyline and i used to hang out over there so i know all those motherfuckers are because i almost got jumped by filipinos so many times yeah and the motherfucker comes up to me and starts talking shit and he's he's like, oh because one of the dudes is like oh you have a whatever and i was like yeah i got a blink 182 tattoo for one of my boys that died a week after high school the rolling stones for my grandpa i'm probably gonna like, do a band sleeve or something i'm thinking about it and the dude was just like oh black folks don't like you much and i just remember wanting to fight the dude because i was like that's what fresno was like is like someone yeah. says shit like that you gotta fucking fight him and it was just like thinking about him being like, Hey bro, I'm not in that situation. So I started laughing. I was like, Hey homie, I'm going to pray for you. But I was like, you got kids now. Like it's not time to be gangster anymore. Right. Once you got fucking kids, right. what are you going to show them do the same exact shit, not be away, not be that man that they can look up to. Homeboy just looked at me. He's like, you know what? That's why I changed my life around. I'm like, yeah, but we could easily just be beefing on some dumb shit and then lose both our careers at that job. Fucking acting a fool just because we're trying to prove for our egos of where we're from and who we are. It's funny you mentioned kids, bro, because my daughter was the game changer for me. And it would probably not make sense to an average person to think, hey, Hector, you were a lieutenant for the California Department of Corrections. Your fucking career was set. You were in the you were in the right in the middle. 12 more years to go, 16 years in. Why the hell would you walk away from a career with a four year old daughter? The reality is because what I was enduring and what I was seeing at work, the unethicalness. I could not allow myself to be part of something unethical and be able to look at my daughter in the fucking face every day. It's just that, that that conflicted for me. Not no no amount of money would ever bring me back to that or draw me back to that. I want her fucking to know that her dad is a man of fucking honor and values. Man, and you know what? That's funny is I was going to ask you about that. You know what that relationship's like with your daughter? Oh God, in, bro, doing that. Oh fuck, it's hey, dude, it's fucking priceless unexplainable a million times better infinity <laughs> dude we can't get enough of each other we'd be going to sesame place we'd be going to the zoo to Fuck, the I park go over there. oh dude it's just non-stop she's chilling on the couch right now watching her cartoons but uh, yeah we hang out all day bro <laughs> yeah bro i get you 100 when we went on this vacation we went to monterey and then fresno for two days monterey 
and then Fresno for two days. And it was awesome because the whole like five days I was cuddling with my daughter the whole time. And I was just like, I didn't work out one morning. And I was just like, I'm just going to soak this in instead of getting OCD and be like, I need to work out. So it was cool because it was taking that time. But two, it was awesome like that. And I love the way that you said that just being there. And that's kind of what I seen in the Marine Corps. Once they told me I needed to get out, it didn't really hurt too much because I seen a lot of shit that is not acceptable. You know what I mean? Them fucking up packages. This one dude, that I, one of the one of my rack mates on deployment, I wanted to kill this motherfucker. Just nasty motherfucker. We seen him take a shower one time. I hear the you. Deployment. I hear you. Sleep in his oil, oily coveralls. That's what's in up. In his fucking seat. And then I had a fucking dog shit staff sergeant, right? And homeboy threw all his clo- dirty clothes on the floor. She took pictures of it and said it was mine. So one of one of the other gunnery sergeants, black dude, he pulled me to the side and he was like my McMap instructor and Fucking every day we're working out together doing everything. So like, I'm fucking disappointed in you, blah, blah, blah. I thought he was going to scream at me. He's like, I'm disappointed in you. He's like, how the fuck could you be doing this? You need to get your shit straight. I'm like, hey, homie, that's not me. So we go over there. They check it. They see my wall locker. Everything's organized and locked in there. And he was just like, we're laughing because it was those things. It was like the political bullshit we're going through. And I'm like, bro, how the fuck is that helping your Marines? If you put them on blast like that, take them behind closed doors, blast them behind closed doors. If that's what you want to fucking do, but you don't blast them to the whole entire fucking unit thinking it's that. And then even when for me drinking, it was one of those things to where it was like, I remember when I was 13, I moved in with my dad. He told me he stopped drinking. And it felt like a fucking rock hit me in the face and I got fucking hit again because it was like seeing him drink. I was like, this motherfucker lied to me the whole time. He said he was clean for two and a half years. Now he's drinking. So I started thinking about me and I was saying around family the other day. And that's how I noticed you need to watch who you're saying shit around. And I was just like, how the fuck does that make any sense? Like you're drinking, you're being abusive, you're doing all this dumb shit. And you're like, I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. No, you're the problem. You understand what needs to happen. Take fucking action. Last thing my kids are going to do is see me show my ass to them and keep doing the same thing that I acknowledge is wrong. And one of the family members, so you're saying everybody thinks logically. And I was like, that's the fucking problem. It's not even logically. It almost seems like common sense. But damn, yeah, I hear you. My daughter's never seen me drunk, bro. I got 12 years of sobriety. She knows that her dad is an alcoholic. She knows that, man. She knows that that area is cool right there. That might have been something I was worried about prior. How am I going to explain to my daughter that I'm this way? Nah, dude, I've just been very honest, transparent with her. No, I love that, bro. And I'm going to be the same exact way. I don't identify myself as an alcoholic anymore just because I don't fucking drink. Like the last time I had a solid drink was a year ago. And then really October 21st, that'll be my year being sober. But I had a sip because my mother-in-law kept fucking bugging me. You want to take this drink? want to take this drink? And then I was like, dude, fuck you. And then the whole party stopped. Everybody looked at me. I was like, mom, I'm sorry for that. Took a sip. I was like, bro, I could have lived my fucking life without drinking your vodka drink. Just barely sip. You know what I mean? I just remember thinking like, it's not going to serve me doing it. So I'm no longer going to do it, but I'm also going to show up differently where I'm at. And I'm not going to fucking put myself in situations where I have to drink or getting peer pressured from other people because that shit's not fucking it. And those aren't your people that are going to help you get to where you need to be. Oh, bro. I've, Man, I don't hang around people that do that shit, like, for sure. Especially if they know my circumstance. If they don't know my circumstance, that's different. Then I'll just let them in on it. Hey, bro, I don't drink. But if they do know the circumstance that continues to do it, that's a wrap. You'll never see me hanging out with them again. Yeah. The people I hang out with now, they're like, hey, Hector, you want a soda? You want a coffee? You want a Red Bull? A sparkling water? And they fuck, bro. Everything just giant. They are so respectful. They will say, hey, Hector, I don't know if you mind, but do you mind if I drink in front of you? I'm like, hey, dude. Sure. Or yeah. Handle it. Handle your business. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it for me was when I first stopped drinking. Yeah. The changing people's perception of you was different because everybody's seen me as this motherfucker who's a party or the life of the party type guy. And then what was awesome. And I just told my wife about it. Like 
the difference between a fat motherfucker walking in the room or whatever. I was like, bro, in the Marine Corps, they'd be like, you're a fat piece of shit. Get out of here, fat body. Get the fuck out of my face. And that's how they talk to you. And then right. I walked in all yoked. Oh, fuck, dude, you look fucking big. But like, it's automatic respect. And I was saying it's the same aspect now. You know what I mean? Now walking in the room. Nah, man, I don't do that fucking bullshit. I just say it straight out. Whether they drink or yeah. not. And they're like, look at me. You don't do that bullshit. I'm like, nah, bro. I wake up at 3, 3.30, 4 to go to the gym. It's not going to help me be able to do that or even get up by six to take care of my daughter if I'm hungover. It's not going to help me to fucking journal, to go through whatever. And I was like, me, I went through so much pain in my life. I've seen people fucking die, go through shit. I'm like, last thing I want to fucking do is not heal my mental health working out because then you're going to have me fucking wilding the fuck out over here. So right. you'd rather have me wilding out on good things and telling you what you should be doing than not even fucking caring about you. And they're like, yeah, that's a good point. That's the difference, bro, is that we've been through it. We've done it. It's not like we were snobby. It's not like we came from a fucking silver spoon in our mouth or a rich area. And like, oh, no, we don't do this. We don't do that. It's like, no, man, I've fucking been this way. And that shit was not beneficial. I almost died over and over again. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like one of my boys just wanted to kick it back home. And I was just like, bro, I can't. Because that's going to get us in situations where we smoke weed, go to the mall, and then now we're fucking in a situation where we know what's going to happen. Kind of like I went to the mall one year for my birthday and it's fucking shooting right after. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I'm not going to put my family in a fucking situation like that because it's just going to make me feel even worse. And it was something where it was just like, you need to be in control of your life, everything you're doing, brother. So for you, I know you've been locked the fuck in. You're showing up in business. If someone needs a tip, man, to just keep going because this thing called life gets fucking tough, bro. What are you telling them? How are you coaching them to be able to get through that gutter problem where they're just thinking negatively and they can't see the positive? So there's probably more than one area in their life that is fucked up, right? Or not on not on point. If they're out of shape, that could be one, right? You're going to have fucking chaos coming at you. Life's going to happen to everybody. But if you're fucking over here huffing and puffing and wheezing and the lack of oxygen is going to your brain, that's one thing that's impacting you, right? If you're eating like shit, how you eat affects your body, bro. It can make you fucking drowsy, feel lethargic, right? Fuck, you sit on the can, on the can, the can of Pringles, you're not going to have energy. All the oils, the fucking carbs, the saturated fats. It, so you have to clean up every area of your life. Addictions. If you're physically fit, but you're addicted to gambling and you're out there spending your whole entire family's money and the mortgage ain't getting paid, what good is it that you're fit? It ain't good at all. Alcoholism. For the longest time, I had certain areas in my life that were squared away, working out, being on time early, right? If you're not if you're being on time, you're late. But you have to get in shape. You have to eat right. You have to have good daily habits. The self-confidence, bro, that is huge. How the, f your air, wherever you're at, let's, I worked in the prison. That is probably the most toxic environment in the world, man. Coming to reflecting back seven months back. It is toxic, bro. Like partners, the shit talking, the negativity, the really, they really want bad for you. It's like that crab in the bucket mentality, right? They would tell me, oh, Hector, you're lazy. Hector, you suck. Because bro, my job was so easy. I would kick back, drink coffee. And when shit would crack off, boom, that's when you would see me in action. That was my... That's when it mattered. To me, that's what I didn't give a fuck about Excel sheets or fucking PowerPoint presentations. I gave a fuck about when lives matter. You know what I mean? When it's on the line. So that self-confidence, even negative thoughts will influence the way you fucking perform. See how I just named a lot of fucking things that I had cleaned up in my life. So now let's say my wife calls me and says, hey, Hector, I just crashed a fucking brand new Benz. 
oh, that's cool, man. I don't even lose my temper. It's okay. Call the insurance. Make sure you take pictures. Exchange the information. Are you okay? You know what I mean? It's like, it is so fucking simple now, bro. Hell yeah, bro. And I literally just made a story on that yesterday on who you surround yourself with. And I used the a similar example when I was talking about it, I'm like, what's one thing you so fucking piss me off, whether it was like going through boot camp or even like deployments, because uh, one time we had to do a fucking pack run. We did a lot of dumb shit. But anyway, it was the motherfuckers who dropped their rifles, dropped their packs. I can't fucking do it. It's fucking hard, bro. Shut the fuck up. Pick your shit up. Lean to your fucking brothers. And that's the fact of life. You know what I mean? Lean to the brother and sister of you and be like, hey, bro, what are you doing that's working? Help me, because right now I'm having a tough time. And it was like, that's the last fucking thing you're going to see me do is bitch out on something because of that. You know what I mean? We as men, it's fucking tough. I was explaining this to my wife the other day. It's fucking tough as men because we got to work out multiple times. You got to be consistent on the workouts. You got to be able to monitor your thoughts, understand what's going on. You got to meditate, pray, whatever your spiritual practice is. You got to fucking clean up your diet, nutrition or yeah, same shit. Fitness, figure out what you're doing. You got to align to your fucking vision. Because a lot of us run like chickens with their head cut off. And it's if you don't have everything squared away or a plan or someone keeping you accountable for those things, that's where you start fucking up. And for me, it was saying that it was like the best version of myself is doing all the fucking work. Why? Because it keeps me on my fucking toes. I'm so fucking critical on my inner thoughts that when somebody comes at me with bullshit or when they're lying, like I said, my dad drinking, I'm like, no, you know what I mean? Or, hey, bro, stop being a bitch. It's not that I want to tell you you're being a bitch. Just let's pause real quick. I want you to realize what you're saying. And normally I do that. I have one buddy, a shit happened. Hey, bro, I want you to say it out loud five times. I want you to journal that shit down. I want you to come back to it tonight. I want you to journal about it again. I want to come back tomorrow morning, journal about it. If you're still not over it and be like, hey, bro, what the fuck's going on? What kind of motion is this? Is it because this triggered me from my childhood maybe? And maybe it was something that I never healed. And that's why I'm thinking about it now. Because I'm like, bro, I go through that shit. And they were like, really? You're working through it? And I'm like, bro, I literally go through this shit all the time to where I think I'm over something. Something pops up. And I'm like, I need to discover this. I need to fucking dissect it. I need to talk about it. Because if not, I'm going to keep repeating these steps. Yeah, dude, I hear you. My Like, it took work to get where I'm at, bro. Like, I just gave you the example of my wife crashing a bench the old me would have flipped out in rage yelling hey how could you be so fucking stupid do you know how much that fucking car cost but it's not that serious think about all the damage that i would have caused i would have put up a barrier between my wife and i would have disrespected her and uh, it's not that fucking serious it's and nothing that can be replaced or repaired and uh, i was going somewhere with this i was gonna say uh, somebody hit me up in the DMs on my gram, and they were like, hey, heck, I want to join law enforcement. I don't know if I want to be in the military police. I don't know if I want to be a sheriff. I don't want to be this. Named off like fucking 10 goddamn things. And I'm like, hey, bro, fucking pick one and pull the trigger. I don't give a fuck. And they're like, oh, I didn't really think of it that way. I'm like, fucking pick one, pick two. I don't give a fuck. Like people just, it's almost like you're blowing hot air in the air for just to hear, make a decision. They don't have that person in their lives. And I'm experienced. I would say the reason why I understand that so much with the clarity portion is like us as men working on it. But you see a lot of men don't have that positive father figure in their life, whether if their dad's in their life or not, they don't have that positive figure that's holding them accountable. That's talking about it. That's telling them these things. Like you said, hey, pick one and run with it. You should keep doing this. A lot of them don't have it or if they don't believe in those characters to be able to show up because of their past performances. So it gives them excuses to be able to do it. So I love the way that you said that, bro. So that's, this is what I was going to say, dude. Fuck it. We are in 2023. Turn on the news. Listen to what they're teaching in school. Just watch. This is not me diving into politics. This is driving me diving into evolution. 
I don't give a fuck what they want to say, what they want to preach these days. In our minds, we are still hardwired to be like cavemen, hunters and gatherers provide. You said it, bro. You're a man. We are fucking men. I know that it's changed the perception. I know that I know that they have pushed that, hey, women's equals rights. We're going to get paid the same. I'm not even talking about all of that. What I'm talking about, men were born to hunt fucking woolly mammoths, throw a fucking spear at them, drag that bitch back and feed the fucking family. And I feel that's still in our inner beings. Absolutely. And that's why we're created that way. That's why we're created to have a stronger bone density, be able to put more muscle mass. Not that women can't do that. Yes, Correct. We're not even do that. about that. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're talking about us and what we're called to fucking do. Correct. And that's where I see it because it was some time, bro. And this is where you got to monitor your thoughts. It's like, I'll hear people talk. And one day I want to be like, bro, you're a bitch made motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I get it, bro. Crying, dude. I like, fucking you. get disgusted, bro. That's why it's yeah. easy to kill in this game right now, bro. It is fucking easy. Yeah, 100 percent. Once you're locked in and fucking sharing that message, bro. And I think that's the power of podcasts of just having your own platform, bro. It's being able to do that. And you've been the pinnacle of that, bro, with your fucking what you got going on and your YouTube videos. Because I've watched them. I'm like, bro, you just bring the fucking heat. But at the same time, it's like you built that community because you're showing people, hey, this is what it is. Talking about whatever going in as a subject matter expert because you put the 10,000 hours in. So I appreciate you, homie. It's been an honor. I know I definitely have you on in the future, hopefully in person, man. So oh, where yeah. can people find you again if they want to hit you up, man? Thank you, dude, I'm glad you fucking had me on here round two. We'll knock, we'll just keep knocking them out, bro. We're growing. Every time we touch on a new subject, we're growing in our journey, which is telling a story. So yeah, dude, you can find me on YouTube, that prison guard and on Instagram, Hector underscore Bravo. Hell yeah, brother. We'll send people your way. Thank you again, umbrella. Thank you, dude. That was it. That was my man, Hector Bravo. Hector's an amazing fucking dude. So it was awesome jamming and just talking to him on that personal level. So you guys definitely need to go check him out. And if you're working on your journey and you feel like you're not there yet, you haven't accomplished, you're not doing all this shit, just keep going, man. There's no way to fucking BS and talk about bullshit and just cry about your fucking problem. Nah, you know, look inward, figure out what you need to do, figure out what it has to be. For me, it was looking inward, looking at nutrition. Hey man, I keep falling area, this area and being sure. I keep fucking up here. What can I do that's gonna allow me to be a little bit better? What, what can I do that's gonna put me into a different stratosphere and elevate my motherfucking game? That's what you guys would be thinking about when you're gonna take that next leap. <laughs> Got my story, you got yours I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff I